Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, good morning. My name is Dan Rowlands. I'm joined by Ash Priest of Birmingham Live. A handy little name tag you put yourself there, Ash, on screen for, for those that don't know who you are. Um, for those watching on YouTube after the fact, welcome to the Current Blue podcast. Uh, it's Spurs on Sunday and there's plenty to talk about. Dean Smith had his press conference this morning about half nine o'clock. Um, it's his 50th birthday as well, so many happy returns, Dino. I saw the picture on Twitter that he's had a cake. Looked yeah, like big cake. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, what did he have to say then, mate? Obviously, Grealish is the big talking point that we'll get stuck into in a moment, but what was his yeah. uh, his general demeanour like on his birthday? Yeah, it's fine. I know he got JT, like a Pac-Man Space Invader game for his 40th a few weeks yeah. ago. So I asked him, like, what's JT getting you? So yeah, hopefully JT's pulled out, pulled out of the bag and spoiled him. But um, yeah, really good. Just a bit, a bit annoying, really, that might not see, might not be seeing Grealish Sunday. Mm. Um I've been wanting. I've asked him continually about expanding on the issue. What is it? For the first time, he's confirmed it's a shin issue. Um, I want him. I wanted him to go in a bit more detail, but it's come out. He's, he said ninety nine point nine percent sure he'll be ready for Fulham if he's not ready for Spurs. So we make a decision on Jack on Sunday morning. Um, an interesting line was he said the decision is up to Jacks, but mm-hmm. if it's Jack's decision, he's going to play, isn't I thought it was a weird line because I'm sure I've seen somewhere at some point, I might be wrong, that Grealish has said something like, I'd play every game, doesn't matter yeah, yeah, how, how unfit I am. If, I, if I've got the option, I always play. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a strange one. Um, but he, he's not. He's pain free as well. He's pain yeah. free. He's running. He's striking balls. So a bit, bit, a bit, bit, bit frustrating, but hey-ho. Um, I have to go what the, what the manager tells us and that's it really. Uh, elsewhere, Bertrand right. he's had an injection in his hip. Uh, he will train tomorrow, Saturday. So they'll have the training tomorrow in preparation for Spurs. So Trouré's yeah. back. Bit of a nasty one. It's Newcastle, wasn't it? Um, is that when he hit his when over yeah. the advertising boards? Is that where the injury came from? Yeah, he went to hospital and everything. He, um, wow. Yeah, he, I thought he had a bleed by his hip, but he's fine. Well, I say he's fine. He's had an injection and he'll train tomorrow. So hopefully he plays. We'll miss him against Newcastle. And there's a, a friendly organiser at Bodymore Reef next week in the international break. For Wesley, Wesley's first game back will be in the week. I'm guessing lots of Engels will play, Tom Eaton will play. Those who need minutes, really. So, yeah, all hands on deck at Bodymore. And, um, yeah, big game Sunday now before the international break. One end on a high, really. Been a bit flat this past few weeks, hasn't it? Mm. So, um, yeah, all, all roads lead to Sunday. Then, and then when they come back from the international break, it's a 10-game period before the season's out. So, yeah, here we go. Just quickly on that that training game, obviously they're not going to cover it like an actual match day, but do you think we'll ever find out how that went and how those players got on? Possibly. I mean, you never, you never know. Um, it will be quite very in-house. Um, mm. Yeah, they're not going to be tweeting it. <laughs> not going to be tweeting anything, so I'll try and get some bits from it, if at all. But I expect Wesley will probably play half or an hour. Can't see him yeah. playing 90. He'll ease him back in. I don't know, they played 
Coventry. They played West Brom before. They played, yeah, they played them, them two teams have rocked up at Bodymore Reef before in the international break. So, very useful exercise for players. They need minutes at night. Yeah. You can try all you like, but you're not playing matches. You're going to be rusty. So, yeah, I expect a few few to be playing in them. Um, obviously, a few players aren't going away on international duty. Logs in the Cambat, Martinez, uh, Douglas Luis, and they'll be back at base as well. Who knows? Some of the young lads could play, but I think the, the under 18's got a pretty important game on the Tuesday or Thursday at Villa Park. They've got Brighton in the FA Youth Cup. Villa are going to go strong for that. Louis Barry's going to play in that. Um, a bit of a prestigious tournament, that is. It's not the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, Villa have won it before, didn't they? The Moore brothers beating the Rooneys. So it's a bit of a bit of a nice cup to win. Villa are going to go strong and big in that. I think Carney will play, Chuck the weekend, all them. So that's next week as well. So plenty to look forward to. Um, so, yeah. Let's let's talk about Grealish a little bit more. Neil says hi, gents. Need Jack and Traoré to get anything against Spurs. Um, Phil says it, it's only Spurs, which we'll get onto uh-huh. that form in in a second. What's your gut instinct with Jack? Do you think we'll see him rock up on Sunday and it'll be a little bit of a surprise, or will it be that we'll go? Oh well, on Sunday he felt a little bit of discomfort. He'll be back for Fulham. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, if, what we said, we said this. If it's Jack' decision, Jack Jack plays mm. every day of the week. Um, so, <laughs> my, gut, my, gut, my gut's probably telling me no, we're not going to see him. I think Villa are going to rest him. Make sure he's back at tip-top shape for Fulham the week after. Ten games left and go at it full throttle. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see, see Sunday. Dean Smith's going to leave it to the last minute on Sunday morning, uh, perhaps. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if he trains tomorrow as well. Villa have a call to make this, regarding that. And... Um, yeah, my gut feeling is saying probably won't see him till Fulham, to be honest. And um, regarding Bert, Bert will be a big boost to come back. Um, we missed him at Newcastle. So, yeah, we're going to need to finish this little period with a bang, really, before the international break. An interesting point here that I've actually not even considered. Marcus has put Jack on the bench. Do you think that's a, a possibility? Surely it's either he plays or he's, he's ruled out rather than he sits down on the bench for an hour. I think so, yeah. He plays or he rules out. It's not like we're in a relegation fight. Needing to win, scrap for everything. Um, mm-hmm. Still 10 games to go. Villadona jeopardise that. And I can't see them risking Jack if, if he's not 100%, to be fair. So, yeah, if, if I can't see him being on the bench, it'd be pointless. I think he'll, if, he, if, he's, if he's declares himself fit, he'll start. If not, yeah. they'll save him for Fulham. What you, what's your, I want to wrap up on Jack, really, because as, as Rowan says, he won't play. I'm fed up here about it. And I kind of feel the same. But the way that Villa handle injury news, and especially when it comes to Grealish, grates on me a little bit. I know that you've got the, don't want to give your team away and all that kind of thing. But when it's always, oh, next week we'll see, next week we'll see. It's hard. If you know it's a month, tell us, tell us it's going to be a month and let's just move on and forget about it. Especially for our job. Talk about something else. Um, Daniel says, do you think that they haven't mentioned it was a shin injury before because people say, get some proper shin butts? <laughs> No, he's kept in the wraps, hasn't he? He's only told him, told me today the shin issue. I, I tried desperately for him to expand on it because, um, and he, he opened up a little bit. He said, "I know the Villa fans have been fretting. I know that, but I can guarantee you, not um, it's not a long term issue." He's been out over a month. He missed five games. This will be his sixth game. He passed past me. So he's a bit of a long term issue, missing six yeah. games. Um, I just like a bit, uh, maybe a, well, we don't get many questions at the press conferences uh, as it is. So. Some honesty would be good if he if he comes out and says, "Listen, I want to protect Jack. I don't I want to um, I don't want to give the opposition too much to away." Fair enough, we, we can take that. But um, yeah, it's a bit cloak and dagger stuff. 
But like you say, he's protecting Jack. He's protecting his best interests. He's got Villa, Villa's best interests at heart. So we'll trust the process. Yeah. Dean Smith done, done a great job. So yeah, long way to continue. Um, yeah. In, in Dean, we trust, shall we say. Yeah, I think it's less that it's a, a, dishon- a dishonesty thing. And more so, if that is the case, and they just don't know week by week. Yeah. We just have to take that in, in exactly. the frustrations that come with it. Yeah. Um, quickly on Matty Cash, is he back full and, full and ready to go on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's back. He was on the bench against Newcastle, wasn't he? Dean Smith stuck with Alma. Um, yeah. Alma did okay. Um, Given Spurs his pace and power, I'd probably say Cash comes back in. I think they rested cash. It was a hamstring issue. They kept him out for a month. And I didn't want to rush him back at Newcastle. So they had him on the bench just in case. Um, I expect Alma to drop down and cash to come back in. Let's talk about Spurs then. They've gone out of the Europa League on Thursday night. Um, I don't know who it was again. It was the side that they expected to get past. Is that in Villa's favour that they're a little bit of a wounded animal or have they got a point to prove now and have come out all guns blazing in their next game and, and Villa are in for a hiding from Spurs? That's what Dean Smith reckons. That- uh, they'll come out all, all guns blazing, like you say, but a bit of a meltdown at the spot, Tottenham. Um, for me, Hugo, Hugo Lloris, his post-match interview last night, digging his players out in the dressing room, saying disgrace. Jose Mourinho doing the same as well. So, not a happy camp at present, and Villa should take the most of that, to be honest. They should go out go out and quick. If Villa get an early goal, imagine Spurs. They'll just fold, I think. Um, mm. Disaster. But, like Smith mentioned, they've won five on the bounce in the Premier League. Um Previously, so they've been doing well. Okay, they lost a North London derby. They're out of Europe, and it's um, panic station. So, going to get the early goal Sunday. It could be two, three, four, even without Jack. So, who knows? But I'm, I'm, it's a massive game for Villa for me. I'd like to see Villa do the double over Tottenham, in and around them. Likewise, Everton. They've still got Everton yeah. to play twice as well. So, yeah, bit of a big game. We'll soon, we'll soon see if Jack Jack's back. Keep coming back to Jack, doesn't it? But, <laughs> What can you say? I think the the point with the Tottenham is less so the form, more so specifically with the Europa League, that they have had to go to extra time. So they've just exactly. played more more minutes lately. I think they played a, a relatively strong side as well. I think Kane played, um, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing a little bit now. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a strong enough side that that's why they were so disappointed not to get through. Um, but how would you rate Spurs this season? Because there was at one stage when everyone's looking at them towards the start and everyone going, oh, Mourinho's doing a good job. He's, he's getting back to his best. They've got a good side there ticking over. Maybe they're, in, maybe they're in for a title shot. And it's like, not quite sure on that. Now you look at them around you know, mid-table. What happened to them? Why have they fallen off so much? There was a top of the league in December, weren't they? There was Roy up there and they fell off, fell off by the wayside. Um, I think... Dean Smith makes a point of this every week. He says, I'm not too down. I'm not too down when we lose. I'm not too up when we win. But I think Mourinho's the opposite, polar opposite. I think he shouts from the rooftops when Tottenham do well. Look at me. Look at look, look at us. And when they lose, he's pointing fingers and he's uh it's meltdowns, you know what I mean? He's panic stations galore, and it's like you're not good enough, you're not good enough. So been hit and miss, haven't they? Really, really inconsistent Spurs. Just I'm just trying to compare the teams in my head. I think Villa got a better defence than Spurs. I think Villa got a better keeper than Spurs. Midfield area. Hoiberg and, uh, and Dembele outstanding. Um, so probably beat, beat, beat Villa's midfield area. On the wings, perhaps, yeah. yeah. I did a piece this week about um, them missing out on Jack Grealish in 2018 and just mm-hmm. how close that was. It's just incredible, really. What happened there? Things could have been oh so different. So I bet Daniel Levy's still kicking himself, to be honest. <laughs> What was there? I thought was it like three million or something. Three million was, and Josh Onoma. Yeah, before I think. I, I no. think yeah, before. But the the uh, the biggest one that got close was twenty two million, and then twenty five million, and then um, 
Nassif and Wayside the die. So mm. really signed the new contract and the rest is history. But yeah, and up front, yeah, Kane's a danger man. But no son, I've mentioned this, no son is huge. He's been a nemesis for Villa as he was at Villa Park last last season. Remember that? Yeah. Heartbreak. Um, yeah, did, I remember we, that. We've done a really good stats piece this morning. Um, Son scores what uh, a goal every four shots. Better than Kane's. He's a clinical finisher. So having no Son is a huge boost. So, so yeah, but I'm looking forward to the battle between Kane, Concert and Mings. Concert and Mings have been rock mm. solid this season. And uh, how's Kane going to come up against them? Them pair, we'll see. That's really looking forward to that battle. Are there any stats that show showcase how Kane's form is affected when Son's not available? Just out of yeah, not as good, is he? I think the pair... They, they assist each other. They score. They score goals together. Yeah. So that's they're going to miss that link if he, if he if he is out. So massive boost for Villa. And um, we'll see Sunday. We need reaction. Newcastle wasn't good enough. I'm still I'm still a bit peed off about that. That, that performance, to be honest. I drove all that way, hoping <laughs> get a win. And um, what we'll, we'll to shout about? And then I, I was screwing. I was in the end. I had three rewrites for the reports. I was pulling my air out at St James's. I was, I did a lot. Like I said Watkins has scored the winner. Villa back back in it, and then threw it away. So a bit of a frustrating trip that was. So hoping for better on Sunday. Let's talk about the Villa midfield. Then, you've, as you've just kind of done a, a kind of mini combined eleven. There, you mentioned that Spurs midfield out out, out Villas, and that's probably our. I don't know whether that's our weakest point at the moment, but on recent form, it probably is. What's our best midfield options? Are we playing the right formation to get the best out of them? Should we be playing, you know, a number ten maybe? Should it be a solid three? Does it need a DM in there? What, what's Villa's best options in midfield, in, in your opinion, from what you've seen? Yeah, it's, a, it's the most intriguing um, aspect of Villa's team. Uh, make no mistake about it. We haven't seen the best of Morgan Sanson yet. Um, he keeps showing fleetings of, of his brilliance, Champions League pedigree. He did all right when he came out at Newcastle. Um, he started against Wolves, didn't he? He showed glimpses. I thought he, he tired. He looked a bit off the pace come, come the second half. So, But the, the early signs are good for me from Sanson. Um, elsewhere, just look what they've got. They've got McGinn, who's at his best getting beyond defences and you know what I mean, pressing pressing the opposition back line. Whereas this season, he's been square pegging around all kind of thing. He's been asked to do a defensive midfielder's job, which hasn't been hasn't been too too beneficial for him for me and, and for Villa. Um, like I say, probably played into Villa's good defensive records. McGinn's been doing a job. Um, Douglas Louise, nice ball player. Uh, I do like Douglas Louise. I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's very yeah. classy on the ball. When the tough gets going, though, it can get a bit flustered. So it's horses for courses, like you say. Nakamba's more of a insurance policy. He's not not very good on the ball. I say not very good. He's not, he's not, not as good as Douglas Louise on the ball. He's more of your plugging gaps and interceptor. So we've got, we've got some options there. We've got him, Ross Barkley as well. Um, before his injury, he was incredible, wasn't he? Um, big powerhouse, goal-scoring midfielder. Um, good for the big games, but I like, see, I like to see Barkley have a big sight with 10 games to go, 11 games to go. I like to see him really have a really good end to the season because he's been lacking of late. Um, he needs to come on song. These we've mentioned confidence issues after Newcastle, and I think Barkley's one of them, without, without mentioning him. Without Smith mentioning him, I think Barkley suffered a... Confidence issue with no Grealish next to him, perhaps in the team. Um, he's looked sapped to confidence. So I really want Ross to come back strong and silence his doubters because he's a good player. He can help Villa. So it's in his interest as well, Ross. He's uh, got an uncertain future at present. And um, 
he wants to attract a move in the summer. Um, I can't see him getting back into Chelsea's team with the way they're playing. So, yeah, I really hope uh, really Barkley comes back in, in, into play because he's, he's handy, isn't he? He's a quality mm. player in his day. So, there's loads of options there in midfield for Villa. To answer your question, if I was off the cuff for uh, Villa's strongest midfield, I'd go with the three of Douglas Louise, Sanson and McGinn. But, yeah, got Jacob Ramsey as well. Forgot about him. Yeah. Just uh, got, got my note put out. Villa's best 11. The back five pick itself. Martinez, Cash, Consumings, Target. There's no changes there. There's no option to be on those, really, that are going to come in yeah. and take those chances. Is 4-3-3 Villa's best formation, do you think? Or is it better to have somebody in behind Watkins as a 4-4-1-1 or 4-4-2 even? Yeah, I like someone in and around Watkins. Yeah, that's, I think that's the problem. If you've got a flat midfield three that you've just mentioned and then two wide men and one of those is Grealish. Gap, if Grealish isn't playing, there's no one around to float anywhere else. You've just got a left winger and a right, a right that's winger. The yeah. That's the problem without Grealish more so than Grealish himself. Obviously, he's a massive talent. We all know how good he is, but it's how he roams around midfield. So is it better to have a three and then a three or is it better to have a four-one? 4-1 and have someone push close to him. That could be Barkley. Maybe that's Barkley's revival. He gets played close up to Watkins. That's what Smith, Smith's thinking was when he brought him in. When Barkley arrived, he was playing right on Watkins. It was that little yeah. that little triangle of Barkley behind Watkins and Grealish to the left. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. I don't know what sounds <laughs> um, So, yeah, I think I think I want number 10 close to close to Wally. Can Jack, can Jack come back in as a number 10? Um, perhaps. Mm. You've got Wesley to come back. What will that do? I know he's a couple of weeks away, but looking ahead to next season, Villa have got fifty fifty million pounds a strike force there. Wesley and Watkins can Watkins play on the on the wing, perhaps as as he has done. Wesley up front, some greatest beyond them. Don't know. Um, I think Andy Gray's. I listened to the current pod interview with Andy Gray. He made some fantastic points about Ollie Watkins. I think mm. he needs to be a bit more selfish in terms of his work rate and running. Okay, everyone praises his work rate and. But he's, uh, he's pressing and squeezing at the wrong times, maybe, and he's leaving himself short in and around the box. I mean, he drifts out wide a bit too much for me, which probably stems from him playing on the wing just to get on the ball. I seen his interview this week with Villa TV. He said he likes to go out of the wing because he can take his player on one-on-one. But I want to see him fox in the box. I want to see him first yeah. first time finishing it in and around the six-yard box, the scruffy goals, the, you know what I mean, the tappings. I want to see him become a tapping merchant because he, he can do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brentford, he, he did that for fun. Um, he had Ben Rama on the wing for him and he scored a goal for fun. So, it's 10 goals in 27 games, is it? Not, not bad going for his first season. He'll want oh, yeah. more. So, um, I think I think um, Southgate mentioned yesterday he needs to work on his link-up play a bit more, but I just want to see him in and around between both posts, putting the ball in the net a bit more. While we're on Watkins and Brentford as well, I posted a clip on, on our social media this morning of a podcast that we did on the, I think it was the 9th of September with uh, Billy Grant, who's a big Brentford fan and, and podcaster. And he made this prediction saying, Ollie Watkins is a great personality. If he does it in the Premier League and if he play, links up well with Grealish, et cetera, et cetera, I can see him getting in the England squad and playing for England. And I remember reacting at the time being like, so some bullshit, <laughs> out, mate. Like, a, I think he's a good player. It's a big money. There's a lot of pressure on him. Villa, like At that point, we're all thinking, you know, if Villa might finish about 15th, this year, none of us expected they go on and do what they do. Yeah, um, I'm thinking, oh, bullshit! Like he could be good, but England, like, 
come on, mate. So now I post that out going, fair play to him. Like, he's, he's called it. Gets in the England squad yesterday with his first call up over Patrick Bamford as well. He's the, he's the big talking point, especially amongst Leeds fans. Yeah. That big of an achievement is that for, for Watkins? Is you know, only a few years ago, what, four or five years ago, he's playing for, for is it Western Supermare he was playing for? Yeah, and then yeah. and Exeter, I think, yeah. onto Brentford, playing out wide, comes in, plays a striker first season. Then goes up to Premier League first season, gets ten goals straight in the England side, and not a sh- I was going to say shooting for the Euros, which isn't the right word, but an option for the Euros, which is a yeah. would be an incredible achievement for him. Definitely, yeah. Um, when Smith and Johan Langer met him before his um, twenty eight million transfer, he said to him, "Can you get me an England squad?" And um, so that's always been a dream of his. And Smith said, "Yeah, come to us. We've got loads of hopefuls and." Yeah, that was it, basically. But that's what the conversation we had before he moved. He's had long-term aspirations to get in this England set-up. He knew going to Villa would help that. And he has done to prove right. Big huge achievement. He's in with the likes of Rashford, Sterling, uh, Kane, Calvert-Lewin. So he's earned it for me. Um, he's something different as well. He's pressing. Um, and he's, um, he's selfless work work off the ball. So I think it'd be a, a shrewd addition to Southgate set-up. Um, I think England got San Marino, so if you can't score against them, I should have talked get to minutes. But yeah, fantastic achievement for Ali. Fully deserved for me. Um, just a shame. Well, there's one with him. Kansa for me, should have gone. Yeah, just about to ask you that. I know you've got a meeting at half 11, so I want to wrap up very quickly. Yeah. Um, Ezra Kansa, England. I've seen people talking about how, how good he's been for Villa this year. I've seen a few comments saying that he's you know one of the best Centre halves in the in the in the Premier League this season, he's, not, he's, not just not just one of the best English. Um, which, to be fair, Villa have, have been good defensive this season and, and kept clean sheets, etc. Is he unlucky not to get in there? And if not, if he is, do you know why he might not be picked? Is there is there a reason you can look at? Because you think Mings is there already. You've got a partnership ready to go. Yeah, I suppose it's a two part. Should he be in the squad generally, or should he even be getting minutes for England? Is he that good? He's that good. He's he's one of the best centre halves in the league for me. Um, he's got Mings out of jail countless times for me. Not being too harsh on Mings there, but um, prime examples that. But up at Newcastle, Mings being too macho and Jolins are getting in behind. And there he is, Conta. Um, mm. He's been outstanding this season. He really has. I can't get the Eric Dyer situation. Eric yeah. Dyer's been been on the bench for the last four games. Unused sub for Jose for Spurs, um, but he gets in. Okay, so I've got to trust Eric Dyer. He hasn't let him down since he's been there um, in the setup. So, yeah, I think like, like with Trent Alexander Arnold, who missed out. I think Southgate wants to test the players. He's done it with Jack before. He missed out, and he wants to test them to come back even stronger. So, I think Conte goes to the Euros. I, I can't see him not going. To be honest, he's got to go for me in the summer. So, yeah, he'll be working hard until then. But I mean, he could still announce for Portugal, couldn't he? Can't say. Like, yeah. They've got a hell of a team, so if Portugal get him, um, he could win the year as a Portugal. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, he's, got, he's, he's got everything and more to be an England centre-back for years to come. So, yeah, it'll be uh, sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, it's a nice nice point to end on as well. And I think this probably shows the progression that Villa have made in the last year or so that, you know, going back to 2012, 13, 14, we wouldn't be talking about Villa getting players in the England squad, Villa getting players internationally. You know, Douglas Luiz going out to Brazil this year, Emi Martinez potentially going and, and starting for Argentina and stuff like that. Just shows how far Villa have come out that they've now got this this mixture of internationals in, in their first team and beyond. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's sprinkle of international talent. That's what you want. People pushing, pushing. So I'm hoping for a big summer. 
get some more internationals on board and we'll kick on again. Yeah. So, yeah. Just very quickly, because I think this is probably going to be titled like a, a Tottenham preview or something. Score prediction for Sunday? I don't know. Which Villa's going to turn up, you know? Which Villa's going to no, turn up? Which Tottenham's going to turn up? They're a bit exactly. random, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll obviously Villa's nick it. Uh, rely on the defence again to come, come good. Mm. And um, keep a clean sheet there. They've got a chance. So keep Kane quiet. I'm looking forward to that battle. I've said that. Can't start means up against Kane. Keep him quiet. They've got a hell of a chance. Um, yeah. Early goal be good. I've got, I've got 2 1. 2 1 Villa. Same. 2 1's a safe prediction, isn't it? It makes it sound pretty even. Um, yeah, I'll go 2 1 as well. Thanks, Ash, for, for, for joining me this afternoon. Thanks, everyone who joined us on Facebook Live or watch this on YouTube later or uh, on your, wherever you get your podcasts on Claret and Blue. Um, we'll be doing these regular every single week on a Monday and a Friday. You and Ash, well, <laughs> you and Ash, who am I talking to here? Ash yeah. Priest will be doing a Facebook Live every Monday, every Friday with either me, James Rushton, or Matt Kendrick. Um, that should also be a, a weekly Friday podcast as well. That's the, our plan to do like a, a, a preview episode on Friday and maybe like a Q&A on a Monday to start the week, something like that. Um, so thank you very much, Ash, for joining me. We'll see you on Monday. We'll be yeah. doing our post-match podcast on Sunday evening after the Tottenham game where hopefully it's three points for Villa. And... Uh, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.